Live from Edmonton Southside, just off the vibrant 99th Street, a stone's throw from the Labatt Brewery, it's the Second Floor Podcast. As everyone just heard, Mr. Owen Bishop had just introduced the second floor. Um, Owen is a actor in the city. Mm-hmm. He's also a screenwriter. He also does many, many different things in the arts world that we're going to dive into. And Owen, man, I appreciate you coming on the second floor. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that beautiful <laughs> intro. It's good, definitely going to be different from the from the rest. So, uh, Owen. My man, let's get into your story a little bit. Um, I've known you for a little bit now. We've worked together on some mm-hmm. projects. Um, you're an actor in the city. That's right. Take me back before before you got into acting and before you got into the theater and, and, and the writing and, and all of that. Take me back to kind of how it all started. Well, I'm, I think my very first performance was at the age of five years old when I was at the Citadel. And... We attended Greece, and I decided to sing and dance along to Grease Lightning while on my mom's lap in the audience. <laughs> nice. Nobody liked it. Yeah. I think my mom might have been fond of it, but people paying, you know, ninety bucks for a ticket were probably less than enthusiastic about yeah. the screaming five-year-old. Yeah. But uh, I thought for a long time that I would go into law, just because I have like my grandparents were in law, both my parents are lawyers. Mm. Um, there's I think like seven lawyers in my family tree if you, oh, wow. if you look out yeah. far enough. Yeah. And then in junior high, I got into to classical music. Um, really? Yeah, pretty heavily. I played trumpet for six years through junior high no and high way. school. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah, and I still do. Yeah. But um, my uh, my mother would always cart me off to like the foot theater school classes when I was five years old and five and six years old because I'd be singing and dancing in the kitchen. She'd be like, all right, go, you know, get rid of this energy somewhere else and yeah. let me think. Yeah. And I would kick and scream all the way there and then I'd have an amazing time. Yeah. And... Theater was always sort of something that I was really interested in, but I never really thought of as a career, mm-hmm. just because I, I guess I never had the 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 affirmation that I should go into it. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation with uh, with my friend Miranda in uh, social studies in grade eleven, and just clicked on like, why don't I pursue this? Mm. Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. And I just started following avenues. I went and met with the drama teacher. I started doing performances in high school. I started looking for auditions online and things like that. And then I went to the, the U of A for a couple of years studying drama and history. Then I went out to Vancouver and studied acting at a conservatory called Studio 58. And then I moved back after that and the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. So you've kind of, you've kind of done a number of things. Um, take me through some of the, some, maybe some of the cool projects that you've been uh, involved with, uh, either in Edmonton or, or other places that you've acted in and whatnot. So I've, uh, I've had an amazing opportunity to, to write and produce and in some cases direct my own work in Alberta and outside of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, the Edmonton Fringe is an amazing opportunity to, to showcase and workshop new work. And you, you get some really immediate and very tangible feedback, especially like between zero and five stars. People let you know exactly what they think of it. Yeah. Um, I got to take part in a, something called the Pendley Shakespeare Festival out in England. Um, it's a three-week festival where you, you have to show up off book and you rehearse and, and stage a Shakespearean play in five days. 
Oh, wow. And then you open that show, and while you've opened the first one, you rehearse and stage the second one. And then once the first show closes, you open the second one. Wow. So it's, yeah. That's a, intense. Yeah, a little under three weeks, and you, you open and close two shows. Wow. So it's a bit of a marathon, and it was very eye-opening. And it, it was... Um, it was a great opportunity to to push my own limits and, and see what I was really capable of as an artist and as a as a professional. Um, yeah, and I, I've lived uh, you know in Vancouver, lived in Edmonton, lived in Calgary, and I've I've had the opportunity to work in all three cities. And um, when I was in school in Vancouver, um, they brought in a number of people for our, our final shows to to create new works, and so we were not only part of the workshopping process, but they were taking our input and helping create those shows. Mm. And after we performed them at school, they went on and toured you know, professionally around Vancouver and BC. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a really fun process to be a part of. Yeah. Where do you... What, what part of acting do you truly, truly like? Like, I mean, there's so many different parts to it. There's so many different... Um, I guess not even acting in general. I guess you do, you do write... Mm-hmm. You act. Yeah, you're part of the theater process. What do you What do you like the most? I mean, they're all such different beasts. Yeah. It's, um, the reason I'm involved in so many different avenues is because I get something from each of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the produ- production side, I mean, part of it is the necessity of creating your own work when nobody else will hire you. Um, on the writing side, it's it's crafting something that I I find interesting. Yeah. Um, what I love about acting is this this sort of collective agreement when you go into the room of meeting these other people who also don't know what's going to happen and say, okay, we've got the words, let's, let's tell a story. Mm-hmm. And when you meet the right people, you, you can bounce ideas off of them and you can create something really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. How stable is acting in Alberta in general? Because you've been here for a while mm-hmm. and obviously you've done projects elsewhere. How do you feel? How was the how's the market? I don't know. So I just want to ask, like, how does it how does it fare as you know pursuing it as a career? I mean, at times it does feel sort of like a late stage Jenga game, like it <laughs> sort of collapses any moment. Yeah. Um, the the reality is is that um, so many artists have to work different jobs in order to to pursue that that artistic avenue and, and to survive really. I heard a statistic on the radio that something like 3% of musicians in Canada are able to sustain themselves off of their music alone. Wow. Which is obviously not a lot. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same for actors. Yeah. Um, there are some amazing opportunities out there for actors. Like the Stratford Festival has you know, nine-month runs, and it's a great source of income for some actors. But the reality is that there's, there's way more actors than there are jobs available. And a lot of the jobs that are available, they don't pay the full sort of minimum requirements to to live mm. so it really is a, a pursuit of passion yeah. if um if you want to stick it out in this game it is it is going to require a lot of sacrifices and it's going to require a lot of hard decisions and it, it does come with a lifestyle that is a little bit up in the air yeah when did you make that decision to uh not pursue being a lawyer or pursuing a kind of a regular nine to five to saying you know what i want to want to i love this and I want to kind of continue doing this, and I'll do whatever it takes. When was that kind of time or moment? Is there a specific moment, or did it build up? What was the kind of... I think it's a combination of a few things. Okay. I mean, a big one is that my mom went back to law school when she was 45. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. so she, she did her law, her law school when I was, you know, in my, in my teens. So I saw just how uh, 
how difficult law school actually was. And that was definitely a big detriment to me ever going. Yeah. But the other side of it is that every job I've ever worked, I've always gotten bored. Every time I have to go back in and do the same thing, nine to five, over and over, it, I don't know, it loses a luster for me. Mm. And there, after a while, it really is just sort of slogging away. And, and it, it's something that's just so unappealing to me. And the beautiful thing about acting and creating and the arts in general is that it's always a challenge to get those projects made. It's always a challenge to get those jobs. But once you do get into the room, it's, it's new every time. And good acting, especially theater acting, good acting thrives on it being fresh every single night. Mm. And I, I've never done something like, you know, like a, a six or seven month run or one of the really, really long runs that you see down in the States sometimes. But the the allure of acting to me is that it it's never going to be the same and it doesn't have that stability, which, as odd as it sounds, is something that's almost a little bit appealing. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps things it keeps things fresh. It's kind of it's very lively work. Absolutely, yeah. You, know, you have to have your body and your your mind in it. And uh, I know this because when I was back in the day, I don't know if I told you this, but I started a TV show called The Hero's Journey. Really? I tried, yeah. I tried back in 2000... Oh man, it was 2000, 2010, 2011. No way. I was like, I want to... I was in sciences and I wanted to get some sort of creative outlet Mm -hmm. and I've always liked acting and I've always loved video production and I was like well why don't I start my own TV series or web series because YouTube was YouTube was just like on the rise at that time right so I was like oh I'll just try to start my own TV show and I'll act in it and I'll direct it and I'll I'll, I'll get all actors and I'll get the writers and and frankly I had no idea what the fuck I was doing (laughs) nothing I had no idea I didn't even know how the camera worked at that time so Long story short, uh, I got like 10 people yeah. and we tried shooting a pilot episode and I had uh, Chase, Chase Axton, oh, yeah. to shoot the first episode. Um, and again, I had no idea what, what the hell I was doing, but um, long story short, it kind of fell through. But that's how I eventually got into video production mm-hmm. and, and things like that. I was like, okay, I really like this. And yeah. then that's when I slowly started getting into it. So yeah um the fact that you you had that whole thing fall through but you still pursue the yeah the, the, I, I the path it. i mean that, that's a pretty good sign yeah yeah and it was it was one of those learning lessons like oh shit like i actually like this i was like this is completely different from biology <laughs> yeah setting, right so no i it's i can relate on that front but take me through what it's what are the what are some of the struggles you kind of go through as an actor like what are what are what are some of the things that you're that you kind of go through being I guess in Alberta too I understand you know it's it's tough and there's projects there's different projects here and there and sometimes you might not get a project but mm-hmm. what are the what are the kind of struggles you kind of go through I kind of want to get into that because I think I just want to know out of curiosity of you've done so many different projects and each project has its own challenges and each project has its own kind of uh, way it kind of goes yeah how do you as an actor adapt? I know that's your job to kind of do what the project is about, but how do you kind of mold it in a way of you being you, being you and then going through those struggles? What's, what's that like? Um, well, to, to speak to like the different projects you encounter, I mean, the basics are usually all the same. It's all about storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there, there's never been a show that I've done where at sort of about halfway through the rehearsal process, I've just hated it. 
Never. Just yeah, every show I've done, like I've I've gotten to that point, and I'm just like I can't do this anymore. I I do not belong here. They made a mistake. I hate this show. I should never have done this. I'm gonna go flip burgers or something. And then there's always this moment where it just sort of breaks open. I'm like, oh okay, there we go. So it it does require at least at this point, a significant amount of, of struggle and, and sort of uncomfortableness yeah. to, to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And um, we, uh, we did Macbeth back in January, and my friend Sam and I were taking a break from a, a big scene that we were rehearsing. It's like 18 pages long, and it's just, you know, going all over the place, this crazy argument. <clears throat> and we're sitting just off, off in this, uh, this other room, and we're like doing yeah <laughs> how are we ever gonna get this <laughs> anywhere close to good enough to show to people yeah because we were just both struggling so much with this scene yeah and literally the next day we turned a corner and it was it just became this this beautiful piece of something we'd never thought it could be mm. and <clears throat> i think that's another one of the the lovely things about acting in theater and the arts is that it does require a lot of sort of personal journey along every single project that you take yeah and yeah how much is how much of it is improv? Acting, um, or, yeah, or theater. Theater, well, like you have a script, <clears throat> yeah, and you have to kind of follow the guideline of the story, yeah, right. But how much of that do you do you find that different directors or different projects require you to be very stringent and like you have to follow this and it has to be this way, or are there projects or are there other projects where it's just like this is kind of the general way we want you to go and then you do your thing I mean it really depends on what the project is like if you're doing something like Shakespeare the words have been the same for about 400 years (laughs) and there are people who will tell you that there's no the there there's no and there it's an or wow and obviously people cut huge chunks of it out just to to make the night not be four hours long yeah and then there are certain companies where if you don't get the lines exactly right, the stage manager will come to you and say, okay, on page four, you said this. On page five, you got this wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah, they'll give you line outs after the show. Oh, wow. But um, back in October, I did my own one-man show in Calgary. Yeah. And because it's just me on stage, and I wrote it, and I didn't have it exactly memorized, there was a fair amount of, of rewriting as the, as the show went on. Yeah. And my, my stage manager, Christy, was at the other end of the theater, and I could see her the whole time. And I remember, I think it was only my second or third show, like I was feeling confident yeah. and that cockiness sort of got the better of me because I, I jumped like eight pages Oh no way! and I heard her go, oh, and I heard like pages flipping furiously behind the booth. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, oh, Christy. <laughs> Just trying to figure out where I am to figure out where the next cue is supposed to be. Yeah. And I, I, I was trying to keep reciting the text and also trying to think what I skipped and how I can work all of that back in. Oh, man. So... <laughs> Improv definitely has its place in live theater, and that's yeah. and that you know I love improv theater and like Dynasty, the rapid fire groups, they're all fantastic, and I love watching them work. Yeah, but it, it does get a little bit dicey mm-hmm. when there's there's been this agreement made of hey these are the lines we're going to say, this is when we're going to say them. Yeah, um, I mean there there is obviously like a huge amount of play every night, and that's what keeps live theater so fresh and so fun. Yeah, and it is the good actors they'll come out there and do it again for the first time and just make new discoveries and. Um, I think it was um, Jeff Dunham described it as, you know, the the train shows up at the station, you get on the train, and the text will take you to the next, to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. But, like, what you do on the train changes every night. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. I yeah. Like that. That's very interesting. Yeah, because I don't really know, like, I'm not, I'm not super into theater. I don't really, uh, I 
never really got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it. I've seen a couple, couple shows. Yeah. Um, but I didn't read. I don't know. I love learning about the technical things, like how you, you know, go through a script and is it word by word, line by line, or when you get on stage or you're in front of a camera, do you improv it, and how much of it of that is you kind of taking it and making it your own mm-hmm. versus. I have to make sure I say the yeah like this line and this page <laughs> yeah. right so yeah I really uh, really enjoy that what um, what are you working on right now what's 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 in the works for for Owen Bishop and uh, and his career uh, I've got a number of projects on the go right now um, I just found out yesterday that we got into the Edmonton Fringe again and so my, my friend Joel Terrace and I hey Joel uh, we're going to be partnering together to create another show. It's going to be called All You Need, and it's a conspiracy theory about the Beatles, mm. told in the form of a one-man show, and it's going to be at the Grindstone Theater. Um, so I'll be working on that. I'm uh, writing a couple of movie scripts at the moment. Uh, I'm working with the, uh, the TV show Chew on This, mm. and they're taping their first episode of the new season on Wednesday, actually. Oh, sweet. And then um, I've written a bunch of sketches as well that I'm going to get to take part in, so we're going to be shooting those shortly as well. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, how do you uh, how do you juggle multiple projects as an actor? It's um, how does how does that work? Where does your mind kind of? I, f- I find that whoever sets the deadline the closest usually gets priority. Gotcha. Um, and uh, it it has been a, a long a long journey of of becoming accountable to myself, especially for the projects that I'm writing and performing in. And if it's just me and one other person working on it, then I know that if I don't have a script by this deadline, I'm going to put us both in a really difficult position. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, sometimes it's just a matter of picking one, opening that document, and just typing until something worthwhile comes out. Yeah. Um, if I have four hours to work on something and I have four different projects, I'll allot an hour to each one of them. Yeah. And then just do hard hard stop when the alarm goes off type any final notes I have then switch to something new yeah um yeah it's it does require a fair amount of balance and then you know work and and writing and rehearsal and Mm. and seeing family members and you know emerging from the basement and actually seeing sunlight and shopping (laughs) for groceries you know it's yeah spinning a couple plates all at once how do you um how do you choose projects it usually isn't the project. It's usually the people. <clears throat> is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, it's it, networking is such a huge important part of um, of, of acting and, and of being in any field. I think. Yeah. Um, I've I've had the chance to get to know some really really amazing people um, over over the years in Edmonton and in Calgary and the uh, when they come to me with a project, they, obviously it does have to to interest me. They say, you know, we're gonna. We're going to produce a show of a guy just, you know, throwing buckets of paint on the sidewalk. I'll go, okay, that sounds fun. Maybe not for me. But um, usually uh, it it has to do with a lot of ideas percolating. And so I'll hear about them a lot Mm -hmm. before the idea is actually dropped. And so by the time it rolls around, I'll I'll have had time to to have that conversation with myself and and know if it's right for me. Interesting. So mostly it's due to kind of the people, the people on set Mm -hmm. and the people that you're working with that kind of biases your decision on whether you decide to take a project on or not Mm -hmm. i mean at this point in my career i'm really open to taking a lot of projects on just because i love i love learning i love working with people i love i love challenging myself and i'm i'm at that sort of that perfect spot of 
not overly busy, but I definitely have a lot on my plate that I can I can chew on. Yeah. So I don't think I've I don't think I've made enough mistakes yet to start turning down projects. Gotcha. So, like I'll, I'll have a few more harrowing experiences, and I'll probably be a little bit more cautious in the future. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm 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 usually pretty game for whatever people throw at me. Yeah. Have you ever thought of you know moving to a bigger city to pursue? To pursue acting like as what's the, what what what's the end like the end goal for you like do you do you want to get into Hollywood is that is that a goal what do you, what are your thoughts on Hollywood like what are what's that all about the um I mean it definitely is a a, a potential goal I think yeah I think if I was going to go to Hollywood I probably should have done it when I was twenty one or twenty two mm-hmm. getting a bit long in the tooth to hop down to L A and and start and figure it out hacking away at it now. Um, yeah, at the moment I'm, I'm back at the U of A and I'm taking a couple courses and finishing my degree. So my focus on that right now is just to get the piece of paper and and set of and set my my future up to be possibly a little bit more stable. Yeah, um, I'm really open to see where where life takes me at the moment because I, I have the opportunity to work in, in England this summer potentially and and possibly in Vancouver and possibly in Toronto and so very cool. The I found that the best way for me to keep all my options open is to not try and solidify any future plans down the line. Mm. And so the, you know, the, the adage of having a five-year plan is going to set you up for success. But I find that working in the short term yeah. as opposed to focusing on the long term has been much more beneficial for my, for my work. Yeah. That's very interesting because a lot of people would disagree mm-hmm. and go the opposite. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in your field, I think it might be different, or I guess the way you're taking it is different. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, um, it's, it, because so much of what I want to do depends on the decisions of other people. That's right. That if I want to say, hey, I want to work for Mervish in five years in Toronto, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the first step would probably be moving to Toronto and doing shows there and getting noticed by Mervish. Um, or same thing for the Stratford Festival. But if I'm focusing all my energy towards that, I'm going to miss a lot of opportunities that are right in front of me. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. That that's that's something that pe- people don't really consider, mm-hmm. especially when they're trying to get to a certain spot. They overlook the opportunities that are in front of them. Yeah. Like I need to go there. Yeah, absolutely. I need to go to LA to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe in their city that they're in, maybe not as big as LA, but there's hundreds of opportunities for acting gigs or whatever they're trying to pursue mm-hmm. but they're looking there and there's so many ways like there's no textbook on how to be an actor I mean yeah. well that's not true there are many many books on how to be an actor <laughs> and a lot of them are terrible yeah. um, but what I've they, I've bought a lot of books on how to be good at acting and they all sort of have the same fluff in them and I found the best way to learn is just to do it and so if mm-hmm. I went down to LA or if I went down to New York I probably wouldn't have the opportunity to work as much as I do here yeah have you been to LA I have been oh okay yeah have you done anything down there acting wise or not not acting wise I've, I've seen the sites and I've seen the city and, and it's yeah. big and it's and it's cold and it's intimidating but it's also really exciting yeah and I'm I have friends who are based out of Edmonton who've done shows in New York and people who are based out of Edmonton who have done movies in LA yeah and so the world is getting a lot smaller now mm. and so the notion that you have to move to LA to make it big I think is something that's fading into the future especially with the internet yeah you can be you can be a superstar from antarctica if you really want to yeah yeah and how how do you how do you utilize that i mean as far as you know being an actor the do you reach out lots to to people online and to producers to directors do you do any online auditions 
Oh yeah, I send I send self tapes out all the time. Do you? Yeah, oh, okay. I have an agent based down in Calgary. Um, and one thing they tell you in theater school is don't contact people over Facebook. Okay. You don't, really? Don't contact directors or producers over Facebook. It it looks really? it looks unprofessional, and no it look way. it looks sort of like there are proper channels to go through. And I and I think that is also changing because I you and I met over Facebook and that's yeah. how, and we've done you know half a dozen projects together now. Yeah. 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 But to uh, if I was going to reach out to you know big producers in the theaters in Toronto and Edmonton and Vancouver or down in LA through through Facebook isn't the way to do it. Mm. So I I do have my my agent for for things like the the union films and so I send out self tapes and it's Interesting. Yeah, as many irons as you can get into the fire. Yeah, and so and I don't, I don't use Facebook a whole lot for for professional work anyway. I find that my my Instagram is is a much better snapshot of of what I do acting wise. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just didn't know that. Really, I didn't know that like that was a thing. Like not being able to contact, or you shouldn't. You can contact, yeah. but you shouldn't contact. Um, big directors or, or people that in and, the and, industry and naturally that has a that's sort of like what your personal relationship with them is yeah how much of that is like in I'm curious how much of that is like for example let's just say I'm a big director and I have a big video project or like a movie yeah and my relationship with you does that is there a is, there's probably a big bias then hey right? oh yeah i think like if i know you as an actor i as this big movie producer would be like more inclined to just bring you on then patronage someone... patronage plays a huge role it does yeah it does so you know the 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 whole saying is it's not what you know it's who you know what's way more important is who knows you Mm-hmm. Sorry, I feel like Larry King now, and I'm just <laughs> so. Um, but thank you for coming out today. I didn't watch enough of him to do a good impression, but I just wanted to get the, the posture. No, no, you, you, uh, I like the, I like the. You, you do a good uh, job on the, on the voice. Oh, thank you. Uh, I know you've done a couple different reenactments. I've done people. Gilbert Gottfried for you a few yeah, times. Do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's hear. It. I have to back up a little bit. Okay. This one is never quiet. It's very loud, so if I'm next to the microphone, I will blow the speakers of whoever is listening. That's amazing. I mean, you can't do that one for more than about a minute because it feels like you're gargling barbed wire. But. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. That takes talent, man. Thank Honestly, you. Yeah, it does. It's, uh... Do you like... Do you, Would you get into more voice acting? Yeah, it's something that really interests me. Yeah. And, um... I've had people tell me that I should do like ASMR things like the and now you're just gonna fall asleep and uh, just uh, just gonna unwrap a little candy for you and just gonna listen <laughs> there's some some weird nonsense like that there's like speaking in a really low monotone to help people fall asleep but yeah but I've done a little bit of voiceover work and come to me yeah. <laughs> hey 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 what you doing over there come on come on I got some you want you want to see something fun come here no, you're, you're definitely, I think you'd be honestly fit for, to be a voice actor too. I appreciate you can take it. Take it either way. Um, I'm using this as a demo tape for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for voice acting. Yeah, just use this, yeah. the 30 seconds that we just had here yeah. to just like cut and just, <laughs> just send, send it off to, to Yeah, send it off to yeah. people. Um, no, that's awesome, man. So would you, uh, do you want to stay, do you want to stay in Edmonton and act, um, you know, for, would you would you want to stay here and, and try to build something here, or would you would you prefer a bigger city? 
I mean, I'm open to. I've con- I've considered a lot of of different options. Yeah. And Edmonton's a fantastic place to create your own work. Mm-hmm. It's got a really really amazing mentality for for new. I mean, not not work that's been standing on, on its name for the past, however many decades. Yeah. And that's why the Edmonton like Edmonton Fringe is the second biggest in the world. Oh wow! Yeah, it's the I big. Yeah, it's the biggest in North America after Edinburgh. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And so, and people come from all over the world to perform here, and Edmonton's really receptive to to new ideas and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a great place for me to for me to be as an artist right now, and to grow and to learn and to to explore opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm not sure what the future holds, but I'm I'm happy being here right now. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. And I feel like over the past I don't know how how many years, but I feel like it's been growing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it just keeps getting better. Edmonton is really an artsy city. Like, I didn't know until I started getting into it. But there are a lot of people that are amazingly talented in this city mm-hmm. that deserve, like, a spotlight. Like, one of them being yourself. Thanks, man. Um, Appreciate no, that. No, seriously. You, there's a lot of people here that are amazingly talented and they don't have that spotlight. But there are things going on all the time. And I don't think if you're in it, if you're not in it, you don't really, really see it. Like before, I wasn't in it, so I didn't really, wasn't really like seeing it mm-hmm. or, or finding it. But once I kind of got into you know the video production side of things and and uh, and kind of going to events and going and, and I started to see like holy crap, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Edmonton artists are relentless people. Yeah, and it's an amazing community to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Owen, uh, one last question I want to ask you. What do you got? What does being on the second floor mean to you? So second floor to us means uh, people who are elevating in their life, people who are elevating in their relationships and and their business, Mm -hmm. and what they want to do and what they want to achieve. So to you in your life, what does the second floor mean to Owen? The second floor is... I mean, it, naturally, it's the next step. Yeah. And like, how how do you get to this? How do you get to the second floor? It's 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 the little things every day. It's not making the giant leaps. It's it's getting up every morning, and doing that that little bit of work every day, consistently. The yeah, the little things add up to the to the big journeys. Mm. And for me, especially, and and I know a lot of a lot of my friends have talked about this. They they sort of. They think that they should be farther along than they are. They criticize themselves for not having some more tangible success than they do right now. But what I do is I look back at where I was 10 years ago. And it's it's pretty remarkable how far I've come. And mm-hmm. I've found that the sentiment is usually the same among anybody I ask. Mm-hmm. The same question too. When you look back 10 years at where you were then versus where you were now. Mm-hmm. I think it's they've they've leaped up a couple steps already. Yeah, and as being Mr. Owen Bishop, mm-hmm. I'm guessing I was going to ask you where your next where where do you see yourself in five years? But I know that you already answered that by saying you don't know. Mm-hmm. However, do you see yourself doing what you're doing right now in five or ten years? 
do you want to do this forever? Is that one of those things where you at least want to be in the industry for 5, 5, 10, 15 years from now? 5, 10, 15 years. I, I see myself doing things that I find interesting and taking part in projects that are going to challenge me and, and push me. And I don't know what those are going to be. I never considered myself to be a writer. Mm. And, and I never thought that I had anything worth writing down. Mm. I, but the, the more things artistically that I try, the more, more avenues that I explore, the, the more I find that I love it all. So. Very interesting. Yeah, so it could be acting. It could be, it could be basket weaving. It could be you know, basket you weaving. You see Owen doing some basket weaving later on. The next interview is going to be us live basket weaving yeah. over the course of an interview. <laughs> Both of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Owen, thank you, man, for coming. I appreciate you taking your time on a Sunday evening to come through. My pleasure. To the second floor. Thank you for having and, me out. Um, the last thing is one thing that you could just leave the audience with. It could be anything. It could be a statement. It could be could be another another act. Oh, one thing. I, don't, I think if there's something that anybody out there is really relentlessly has something burning inside of them to pursue, go for it. Mm-hmm. Because the, the scariest thing I can think of is the regret of not having done something. I love it. Thank you, man. Pleasure. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. We had Owen Bishop on the second floor. Make sure to follow him. Where can people find you uh, online? Uh, or if they want to get in contact with you. Best place to contact or find me online is Instagram at owenp.e.bishop. Tip your servers. That's right. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you. <laughs>